Good evening and welcome to Chasing Prophecy on UPRN FM 105.3 in New Orleans, where we discuss anything and everything beyond the scope of normal. I'm Jenny Nicasio, along with Sean Kelly. Hello. And we're going to discuss anything beyond the scope of normal tonight, and believe me, we are. Um, follow yep. us on Facebook and YouTube, and remember to add us to your Roku channel on device Roku. Roku. Tune in live across America and beyond, guys, and share the link. Please share the live link and make sure you drop a comment. Um, if you're on Facebook, sometimes it doesn't show up, but if you're on YouTube, it does. We broadcast on FM 105.3 and 107.7 in New Orleans, you know, down by the bayou. Is that what it is? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Well, they just got done having that wonderful Ash Wednesday last week. Uh, that was fun. And I'm hoping um, we all have some Lenten fish yeah. on Fridays. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I've talked to a lot of people that, like, I work with a guy that grew up in Philly, and they never heard of fish fries out there. No. No. Mm. I've talked to other people out of state, and it seems like, what's a fish fry? What, yeah, well, a lot of some of the churches don't do it. They're saying there's such demand short, you know, supply and demand problem, a, but that's a bunch of bull. Uh, there's a, Buds used to call St. Simon and Jude up there in Green Tree. Mm -hmm. And um, what, um, there's like a like hundred people in line waiting for a fish sandwich. A hundred, a hundred people. I'm not Seriously. really a fan of fish sandwiches. Oh, I ain't. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I tell you what, I'm I'm not going with the bread this year. I'm just going with the fish itself. Yeah, it's kind of, I stay away from flour. I can't, I'm sensitive to gluten, but we'll go. That's mm -hmm. another topic for another day. But mm -hmm. tonight, we're going to talk about interdimensional portals, mm -hmm. multi multiverse portals, or whatever you want to call it. There's, there's similar portals. phrases all over the place that come to mind. The search results alone will take you someplace strange, sort of like Stranger Things on X. What is that? that uh, Netflix. Netflix. Then we're going to talk about time traveler who skipped town. <laughs> Our <laughs> guest tonight was supposed to be <clears throat> all things strange with Alien Con and a whole lot more, but um, I don't see them in the green room yet, so I'm not sure what's going on with them. I don't know if we have to send him a reminder again. I mean, I have a problem with guests not showing up or just not at a courtesy. If you are a guest, I think I just, I think he is in this green room now. Um, make sure if you want to be a guest on Chasing Prophecy, Hi, just, drop me, 
just drop me a, you know, a little email, Jason Prophecy Radio on, at gmail.com. And you can go on Facebook on our page and message us. We'll be love. We'll be grateful to have you. And we've got some top names lately on the show. We've reached over a million live listeners in New Orleans alone. Um, we topped uh, over 500,000 downloads with Trev, Travis Walton. Yep. So I'm excited. I mean, I think this is a new, you know, new, you know, um, I thought he popped in. What was that? Oh, that was a, he's not in the green room. Okay. Hey, Sebastian, Mark, um, what UFOs made the USA arms and nukes? No answer, no brains. I don't know what that means. Me <laughs> um, there's a private chat. Is Who is the private? Oh, agent. Oh, okay. Here he is. Oh, where are you at? I don't see he, you. He is here. See, see you in where? In the chat. In the, in the, I don't see him. Where do you see him? I'm just reading in the private chat. He clicked the link he gave him. Oh, there he is. He's on the ground. There he is. I see him. I can't. Ah, oh, there you are. There you are, Agent. There he is. <laughs> All right, I'm in. You, Agent Anderson. Right, I see Agent you're Anderson. hiding. Okay, great. I'm glad because I was gonna say, why? Why is it? Why isn't he coming on? Yeah, I'm glad to have you on the show. Yes. I've been following your um, Facebook page for a while now. Um, so tell me, why are you an agent? Are you a secret agent? No, it's just what we do for the show. There's a couple of people on the show who like to remain anonymous because of work or whatever. Oh yeah. So we we usually don't even do video. Uh, as you can see, I have my um my costume on for the show. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah no just uh it's cold out here but um yeah so we just do that as sort of a thing for the show just just for fun i think it it's, really, I think it's doesn't neat. really mean anything it's just for fun I, I think it's neat and how many are you three of you guys there's four of us and there's been a couple other people that come on the show but mostly it's just myself and agent eta who's uh actually my brother oh. <laughs> okay well we're always That's looking cool. for a you know guest host so you can put out the put out some flyers we're always looking i think it's good to have more people in a discussion oh yeah for sure so tell me how'd you get into all this i mean what brought you and what kind of what, what do you normally do for a living is it something in some kind of uh technical thing science it's top secret no. oh, okay um secret. <laughs> actually i'm a i'm actually a stay-at-home dad Oh, great. I like and, that. Hey, all right, brother. Yeah. Good and job. it's, it sounds better than it is because I'm on call 24 seven, you know, <laughs> and a kid's sick. That's, that means I'm up and I'm not going to get any sleep and I got to wake up to take the other kid to school. It's, it is what it is though. How know? many, how many children do you have? Just two. Well, that's just two. That's enough. Just I mean, two, you yeah. know, I, I had two children that are now grown ups. I have two, uh, two grandchildren. Yeah. I'm one on the way. And oh, wow. Congratulations. Uh, yes, thank you. So it's fun. They're little. I don't know how old yours are. They're 11 and 14. So oh, oh God bless. 14. God old. bless. Them, sir. Yeah, that's hard. You're, you're done. Is two that a girl or a boy? Girls. Two boys. Uh, <laughs> so okay, boys I found boys not to be that hard. Now, if I had yeah, a daughter. Right. <laughs> yeah, my boys weren't that bad. They're, yeah. I, they were fun. They were fun. So getting <laughs> as long as they stay out of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but we have we I don't know if you heard any of our intro. We were talking about tonight. We're gonna be talking about interdimensional um portals and time travel. 
So what is your hot topic on your show? We do a pretty much a little bit of everything. Um, a lot of what we do is what listeners request. We just did an episode on Titanic conspiracies, for example. Oh, really? Hmm, tell yeah. me, tell me more. Tell me more. Tell us about that a little bit. Will well, you? there's a couple of prominent conspiracies, like for example, that it was the ship was actually switched with the Olympic. With there, so there are three ships of the Olympic class, which were made that were basically identical or nearly identical to the Titanic. And the story goes that the first one built got in a wreck with another ship, which actually did happen. But the conspiracy is, is that the damage was so bad that the ship would need to be scuttled and the insurance refused to pay out on it because they decided that it was the pilot's fault of the ship. So in order to get an insurance payout, they switched it with the Titanic and intentionally sank the ship. But when you look into it, it appears to be completely made up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately but I there's was... there's more to it like for example um i guess uh who was a jp morgan you mm -hmm. know owned the white star lines that ran the titanic and you know he's involved in all sorts of conspiracies it's a, it's a fun one but i couldn't really find it and the the information comes from a couple of books that were written i forget the author's name and in the first book supposedly uh they say that it's all made up <laughs> so it's unfortunately, there's not a whole lot to it, but it is a fun story. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. No, I mean, I always thought Titanic was real, but I never really thought of any kind of conspiracy with that. I mean, it could be. I mean, it's a no-brainer. It, it could be that there could be something. Yeah. A lot of the things are government, you know, government involvement. Now, big business, maybe. Yeah. And for that particular one, we have the mat or the blueprints for the ships and mm -hmm. the radio rooms, for example, were in different places and they've oh. gone to the bottom of the seafloor and they've looked at the ship and they know, OK, the radio rooms here and everything is where it's supposed to be for the Titanic. So the, the ships were definitely not switched. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I've never, ever heard anything about them switching. No, me neither. That's a, that's a, well, give us <laughs> another one of your good shows. Okay. Well, we have a we have a bunch of we've done a bunch of topics. We've done over 160 episodes at this point, wow. and a bunch of you know bonus type things. So it really just depends on um, you know what what avenue you're looking at, like UFO conspiracy. Mm -hmm. We've done a couple of cryptids. Not we don't do that much cryptid stuff. We've done a couple of them though, you know, like Bigfoot and that kind of stuff. My favorite types of cases are ones where. Um, well, mostly UFO stuff is what I like, mm -hmm. but I like the cases where there's really good evidence, meaning multiple independent witnesses, um, hopefully some radar evidence corroborated with visual sightings, stuff like that. And also just stuff that's really weird that has physical evidence. Have you heard of the Kelly Hopkinsville Goblin case? No, no. I haven't. No. Tell us so about th that. Okay, so the Kelly Goblins, this was back, I believe it was in 1956. I would have to double check that because I'm a little fuzzy on the dates. But it starts off around sundown. There's a bunch of people, about 11 people living in a farmhouse. And one of those, well, I guess they're not all living there, but one of them was a family friend named Billy Ray Taylor. Taylor. About sundown, he sees a UFO go and land in a ravine and he comes in and tells everybody. So the family in the house says, ah, we don't believe you because he's prone to tell tall tales. Mm -hmm. So after sundown, they see a little man kind of hovering outside in the yard. 
and it starts approaching the house. Now, there's the two main characters of the story are mostly Lucky Sutton and Billy Ray Taylor, who take it upon themselves to shoot at the little man with a shotgun. <laughs> and every time they hit it with the shotgun, it makes makes like a metallic clinking noise. The thing flips around and sort of floats off for a bit, and then it keeps mm -hmm. coming back. At some point in the evening, they become so freaked out that they jump in two cars and then they drive off to the local police station. And the family is at this point is distraught. There's some younger children who are crying and everybody's very upset. So they drive back with the police to the house and there's nothing to be found, except the police do note in their report that there are shotgun shells and there are holes in the screen and stuff like that consistent with the story that they've told. And the uh, police chief Greenwell is actually there in, in person investigating it. And he finds a luminous patch of like some lightly glowing green something or other outside the fence. And other officers no. noted that as well. So you that is over 45. Sorry about that. Oh, <laughs> so that is a little <laughs> bit of physical evidence that go along with the case. So they look over the place and they also note that there's no, um, no signs of consumption of alcohol at all. And that's one of the things skeptics will use to dismiss the case is that they were all just drunk or something, which they use that commonly, and I mean, I've had beer on occasion, but never have I seen UFOs. From, Not green you know? glowings. Yeah. What are they drinking? I want some of that, you know? <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, so the, the cops leave, and then after they leave, the little man or men, they mm -hmm. only saw one or two of them at a time, they come back. And they at one point, they look through the window at uh, Mrs. Langford, who is the head of the household, and she says, no, don't don't shoot it. But Lucky gets upset and shoots at it, of course, with his shotgun because he's, mm -hmm. you know, everybody's upset at this point. So there's, you know, a bunch of incidents that are not necessarily in any particular order that happened that night. For example, one uh, one point, I think it was um, Billy Ray steps out onto the porch and one of them was on the roof and grabs his hair. And then, you know, they turn around and shoot at it, of course, because that's what they're doing. Wow. In <laughs> but it's a really weird case because all of the witnesses they they had a sketch artist in the area who had them describe the creatures and they drew sketches of it. All the sketches matched except for Billy Ray's who exaggerated mm -hmm. certain features. And his, his story was also more sensational than everybody else's. But something weird definitely happened, but there is no explanation that makes sense. So let's say hypothetically, if these were aliens, if an alien... You know, if they're going to come and contact us, are they going to go to like a lonely farmhouse and just sort of, you know, creepy sort of like, OK, we're just going to float towards the so. farmhouse with our arms raised. And <laughs> then been a leprechaun. Yeah, yeah, it could have been a leprechaun. It was a green. There were now was the light green or were the, the little men green? There was the the glowing patch. The men themselves weren't were not green. Mm -hmm. They were glowing a little bit, supposedly. Hmm. But um what what could it have been it just makes my imagination kind of go wild it doesn't make sense that it'd be aliens it doesn't make sense that it would be some sort of um a biological creature because <clears throat> if it was some sort of something like a monkey in a suit or something which is also another theory they shot this thing many times at point blank oh you know with the shotgun did they, did they so, say that it, they, they caught that we hit the guy did he bleed um did they no, no bleed it just made a metallic sound when huh. they shot it so Do they think really... it could have been some kind of government, like chemical, like from a chemical plant? They got maybe some kind of paint. 
Maybe, yeah. I mean, there that's the thing. A lot of people think it was a mass hysteria or some kind of hallucination or something like that, which it could be. And then the glowing patch on the ground could just be a coincidence, and that just could be like a fungus or something that glows. There are apparently funguses that glow, although the conditions at the time, it was very dry, and it seems mm -hmm. unlikely that there would be a fungus, but anything's possible. So it's just a really strange case. And cases like that are the ones that I enjoy the most, where there's really no good explanation for what happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that could be anything. I mean, I remember going to the beach, New Jersey. There was, or was it Maryland? There was these something, some kind of fish or something that came every once in a while that glowed mm -hmm. like a, like a, I don't know if it was like an eel or like a um, jellyfish jellyfish that had like a green glow to it that was i think it happens every so many years i don't why can't see a guy maybe they had some kind of i don't know some well, kind I of do, chemical i do i do know that when i was in the service and, and we were out at sea there photoplankton yeah whenever the the things would turn <clears throat> they would light up green it was really cool to see yeah, yeah. that could yeah. be pretty spectacular i've seen it that a was couple times. it was yeah so I don't know what those little green, green men were. <laughs> I, maybe they were just like dwarfs that got into some kind of a same around St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah. Has anybody um, did a further investigation on on the situation, like a couple years down the road or something? Yeah, a lot of people have looked into it, but that's pretty much all there is to it. There's you know, there's no other evidence than we have the witnesses and we have the physical evidence that matches their stories. And they were very frightened. But mm -hmm. when the police came to investigate in the middle of the night, none of them went down to look in the ravine to see if they could find the UFO that Billy Ray said was there that landed. And Mrs. I think it was Mrs. Langford said none of them went down there because they were all too scared. Well, I were, would be. I would, <laughs> I would be too scared, too. Yeah. yeah. They didn't say how tall they were. No, they, yeah, they have descriptions as far as the height. I think the height was about three or four feet. That so they were not, be, that could they were be not some big. kind of extraterrestrial. Because when I was listening to um, <laughs> Acknowledged, they said that they were like four feet tall. Hmm. Well, my, my cousin just sent me a message and he said, little green man, hmm, maybe they were doing some LSD over there or something like that when that was happening. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, so. One of that that's hard to believe that shooting at something that small green. Yeah. And, and what if it was a off. child? I mean, four feet. Could yeah. Have been a child, but they were green. Maybe was it around St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to check the exact date. I don't know. <laughs> one of one of the theories is ergot poisoning, which is I guess it's a mold that can grow on, you know, breads and grains and things, and that can cause hallucinogenic effects. But mm -hmm. In order to have enough to hallucinate this much, you'd have to eat a lot of it. And it also would make you sick in addition to hallucinating. And none of them appeared to be, you know, throwing up or ill. So it's not a great match. But there, there's all sorts of theories on it. But it's just speculation. We don't really mm -hmm. know for sure what happened. Yeah, it sounds like it could be any. It could, it could be anything. Yeah. So give us some, some more of your um, t most interesting podcast topics. Okay. Oh, there's a bunch of them that I that I had a lot of fun with. Every time I look into stuff, well, not every time, but quite often, I'll end up being surprised at the evidence when I read about the cases or when I listen to interviews or whatever. 
one of the ones, for example, that we did, uh, my brother actually wanted to do was the the death of Kurt Cobain. Okay. So we looked we looked into that oh. one, mm-hmm. and I went into it thinking, ah, it's all nonsense. You know, he definitely committed suicide. But when you look at the evidence, there are some surprising facts to the case. For example, he had more heroin in his system than anybody could have survived, right? Okay, but right. he also he also had his drug kit after he shot up was placed neatly in like a little box. So he was able to, you know, take the needle out and put everything neatly away, apparently. But he had so much in his system, he would have gone comatose immediately. He would have been laying down with the needle in his arm. Mm-hmm. Also, it's strange that he would commit suicide twice. So with the drug overdose, with an amount of amount of heroin that he knew would have killed him, and with the shotgun. So, I mean, I've never heard of that before. That'd be like yeah. jumping off of a bridge and shooting yourself in the head on the way down. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff with that case that just doesn't really line up and screams foul play. But, of course, where's the proof? You know, you'd have to open the investigation again, which, as far as I'm aware, they have not. That That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, I, I, I'm not so <clears throat> sure if, like, but why would he, why would someone fake a suicide for that unless he just didn't well, want to be in the public eye? You know anymore? what? There was a lot of drugs back then, and, and I do believe they were grunge. It was the grunge music or something like that. And, uh, yeah. There was a lot of uh, shady situations that were happening between all the, with all the genres of all the different groups out there. I mean, it wasn't, you know, I, I mm. you my know. cousin says they won't open that investigation. Is that true there, Mr. Anderson? Yeah, it, I doubt they'll ever open it again. And it, when, you know, when you're talking about things where the people involved are still around, you have to be pretty careful, <laughs> you know, you don't want to go throwing accusations around, but it, there's some, pretty strong suspicions like um they found a notebook where courtney love was trying to uh, mimic kurt's handwriting Mm. and the suicide letter that they found there's a section at the bottom that was added it looks like somebody else wrote it it doesn't look like it was in kurt's handwriting and the the part that was in his handwriting looked like it was a letter to his fans it talked about stuff like i feel like i'm being disingenuous like People are paying this money to come and see me, but I don't, I'm not feeling the music anymore. You know, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And then at the very bottom was the only part that was really a suicide note. So it's, there's a lot of really suspicious stuff in the case. Now I'm going to throw, throw this into it. Now, well, another side of that conspiracy, is it possible that the Illuminati had something to do with that? Um, maybe, I don't know. I, I don't know that much about the Illuminati. I've read a little bit about them before, but there isn't a whole lot of information on them. From what yeah. I understand, it, it was sort of an organization in Europe a while ago and it was shut down and, uh, I couldn't find any evidence of them actually being around, but then again, I didn't spend that much time on it. So who knows? Okay. What do you, do you know a little, more, a little bit more about the Illuminati? I don't think they're shut down. I think they're no. still very active. I mean, it goes back to the deep state and George Soros and who else? Rothschild. Um, Hollywood has a lot of the Illuminati because um, I was talking with a friend of mine today and uh, he was saying that 
this is what the Illuminati's doing. You know, at that Oscar award where that dude was a devil and he oh, was yeah. singing in, in the halftime show where what's her name was all That's dressed in red and given signs and stuff like that. And they do, and he is very well known. And he was telling me that it is more than likely Illuminati just showing us, hey, we're coming at you with this. Yeah, we're in control. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with um, Marshall Taylor. He's a, uh, he used to be a Greek Orthodox priest and he converted to Catholicism. And he's convinced that the, there's a deep church, like a like the deep state, that the devil has infiltrated the Catholic church. The Pope is not who he says he is, all that stuff. And, it, and, and they're in control, not only in Washington, but also in the church. And, yeah. and Hollywood is part of that because... Yeah. It's they're all they all have these demonic rituals. This is something for John Venture because he's always into that. And he's always talking about that. And you a know, lot of and, yeah. the 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 movie, the documentary acknowledged with uh Dr. Greer. I don't know if you ever watched that. It's on Amazon Prime. I haven't he's, seen it, but I'm familiar. Yeah. You should definitely watch it because I watched it twice. I thought it was so fascinating how they have known about disclosure and about the aliens and the ufos and the government so involved that they all we talked about a little bit of this last week how they actually created their own species to make it look like a false invasion and it's just through genes and i don't know what they had if they really because he he's convinced that there was a craft there were mm -hmm. aliens of all in you know in the craft they were four feet tall it's just really bizarre, but getting back to, um, I was good telling evening, Sean, Michael, yeah, good, <clears throat> good evening, Michael. Michael. Thanks for joining us tonight. Um, I was listening to, I don't know if you're familiar with David Politis, um, 411 yeah. missing mm -hmm. Canaan project. Well, I am hooked on him. I'm trying to get him on the show. And today, a couple, I think it was yesterday. Um, he did, it might've been a, um, he did some kind of a show for his his movie, and it, it looked like it looked like it was in a high school. But he was interviewing John Denozo, the FBI ex FBI agent, and some of the stuff he was talking about goes back to this about the you know the the government's part and everything. And he is so convinced. Um, no, he doesn't have anything to worry about because he's not an FBI agent anymore. I don't know how you feel about this agent. Anderson, <laughs> but um, he, he, he said that going back to the, that the government knows about these um, portals and inner dimensions. And they said, if you, most people that aren't like people that are um, spiritual will believe this more so than someone who's not spiritual. And he said that nine 11, getting back to the Illuminati, Luminari, how do you say it, Sean? Luminati. Luminati. The shadow government, that they actually did 9-11. Like they knew, not that it was, it did happen, but they knew all about it and they knew it was going to happen. And they expected this these elite people in this organization, they're like real rich people. 
and they knew about it and they actually helped do it. And they wanted more than 3000 people to die. They wanted like 50,000 people to die. Mm -hmm. And it was so interesting because it's, it's a guy that was in the, you know, the FBI that was actually talking about that. And he goes, now, like, I don't know if he was being sarcastic or if something happens to him, but, um, it's, it's, they're in control. And he also said he was talking about the portals. Now, I don't know what you feel about the portals and there, he believes that there are interdimensional areas on earth. There has to be because people who go missing, they just disappear. They just totally disappear. And it always happens when there's more, there's only one person. He said, he doesn't think, he said that if everybody would just go in the woods, you know, it usually happens at national parks. If they go together, it won't happen anymore, but it's only when they're by themselves. Now, how do you feel about that? And how, what, do, what is your views on the portals and interdimensionals and well, there's, wow, there's quite a lot there to look into with everything from 9-11 to portals. As far as interdimensional goes, I think it's definitely possible. You see a lot of witness reports of things like orbs, right? So if you had something that existed in four spatial dimensions, it would be represented in three dimensions by a sphere, probably, because that's all we could see of it, right? Think about like if you have a sphere and the shadow of the sphere is on a piece of paper, it's just going to look like a circle. Mm -hmm. So we wouldn't be able to actually see the fourth dimension, but there are other types of interdimensional. That's just one example, but um, th this stuff gets kind of sciencey and I'm not really a science person, but I heard that the, um, the uh, dark matter theories, right? That 90% mm -hmm. of the matter in the universe is unaccounted for, you know, that kind of stuff. So there's stuff out there that we don't know where it is. And if you look at, a, there's an awful lot of witness statements of things just disappearing in, or folding in on itself and just going nowhere and just really weird stuff like that, that it, it's hard for me to fathom what all this stuff is, but there's definitely witness statements that support these ideas. Mm -hmm. What do you think of what Michael Anthony's saying? Um, looking to CERN, looking to the Afghanistan and why we were really, why we really went and why 9-11 occurred, they need needed the part of the missing puzzle. I'm not sure why all that stuff happened, but we did do a couple of episodes on 9-11 and looking into all this stuff, I'm 100% convinced at the very least that people in our government knew it was going to happen before it happened and could have possibly present, prevented it. And there's a lot of other stuff like with, you know, nanoparticles and things that indicate explosives. I'm not sure about all that because I'm not a chemist, but mm -hmm. there were some pretty suspicious things going on. For example, there was the building where you had a lot of those spies would work in and they, I forget exactly which building it was, but they all left that morning before the airplanes started crashing. So they knew stuff was going to happen, you know, and yeah, they was, knew. So, so yeah. They knew it. That's what he was saying. That's what John Denozo was saying. They knew it was going to happen and yeah. they were no. part of it. Now this no. wasn't the gov. This was some kind of a, an elite organization like the Illuminati. Um, now that 9-11, wasn't there a building that was actually blown up? That wasn't, was it building number seven? Yeah. Building. Well, building number seven is a little controversial, but it appears that there was a lot of diesel fuel being stored there for generators and that that caught on fire, which is strange because 
they say that building number seven did not burn down because of the diesel fuel in there, but they say that the Twin Towers collapsed because of the jet fuel, which is, yeah. it's very similar to the type of fuel. It's a heavier fuel than the gasoline you put in your car. So if building seven didn't burn down, how did the Twin Towers burn down from that pretty much that same fuel? It doesn't really make any sense. It's pretty inconsistent. But it's, was it, yeah, did they demolish Building 7? I don't I don't remember if they did. I don't remember. Michael, did they demolish uh, Building 7? Michael will tell us. Um, I mean, yeah, not no, officially. I, I don't think they officially demolished it. <laughs> no, but I, I think it was a setup. And I do believe with you, too, that people did know about mm-hmm. the planes going in. And um, they could have stopped them, but they didn't. And I think what really upset the hijackers was the one out here by us in Somerset County because that was going for the White House. You know what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. So uh Sebastian Morn said yes, they did. Well there's the one that was going for the White House, that's the one it crashed in Pennsylvania, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. actually I did see some circumstantial sort of evidence suggesting that we shot that one down rather than it was taken over by the people on board. Now, this is highly speculative, but did, did you guys hear anything about the Dark Overlord hacks? No, no. Tell me about that. So the Dark Overlord hacks, they got a bunch of documents from the subrogation proceedings for 9-11, meaning the insurance companies going after money that they paid out. So they're trying to find somebody that they can sue to recoup some of that money. So there's a whole lot of documents in this and a lot of depositions and a lot of interviews and that kind of things. It's a whole bunch of stuff. Now, the the hacker released this around New Year's and it was covered up immediately and erased from the Internet. You probably if you Google it, you'll find a few traces here and there, maybe a couple of articles, but they shut it down pretty quickly. But before they shut it down, the hackers did release a couple of documents or document dumps, I should say. And the last one they released was released in such a way to where it looks like it was done with a dead man switch. So mm-hmm. what they were doing is they were asking for Bitcoin and they said, okay, if we reach certain threshold levels, we'll release more documents. And they reached, I think the first or second threshold. And then the third threshold was released without proper payment and without any announcement or fanfare. So it looks like these hacking, these hackers were caught and they had a dead man switch release, but you can still probably find those documents online if you look for them, but it's a bunch of legal stuff and it's really hard to sort of sift through and read. And it's, it's a lot of documents, Mm -hmm. but in one of these documents, there was a little thing about say somebody said, yeah, that if we had prior notice of something, then we could have intervened like we did in Pennsylvania, suggesting that the plane was shot down because they didn't say intercepted and intercept. I think the plane just, you know, they send a jet fighter to go and intercept and check stuff out. But if they intervened, that's a little different wording. And that suggests that they may have shot it down, but it's highly speculative. It's not proof necessarily, but it's still an interesting little tidbit that came out from those hacks among a few other things. Yeah. I, I, that's what I, my theory is that it was shot down and I'd be honest with you. I'd rather have them shot it down than going into the white house. So I, I, without a doubt, could you imagine that if it did? Yeah. So, so that whole thing about let's roll was a bunch of crap. They they might have, yeah, they might've did it to make people feel better. Um, Yeah. 
Well, that you know? that's not that's not going to be an easy pill for anybody to swallow if we had to shoot down one of our own planes, even if it was necessary. You know. Yeah. What are you going to do? Would to see what? How would you feel if you saw the White House? Yeah. I. No matter how you feel, the political views you have, it's still a significant <laughs> monument of our freedom and what we stand mm -hmm. for to have somebody from a different country that don't like us blow it up or who knows what it, you know, you don't know. You think about, there's so many conspiracies, what really happened. So I don't know. Yeah. 9-11 is kind of a mess <laughs> Yeah, as far as all the conspiracies going around on it. But there are some very strange little pieces of information, like the indestructible passports, right? The, you know, everything on the plane was, completely atomized why <laughs> they crashed full speed and yet somehow the the passports of these people yeah, survived it's just really survived. weird yeah there's so many different stories too was that can i enter divine here is that yes, the reason may. did they do that because bush wanted to go into war with over there in, in iran or wherever they went i think that they used that as an excuse for sure uh i don't know if that was it does to me it doesn't seem like our government made it happen because it does appear that the hijackers were you know terrorists that uh, that part to me seems like it's real it seems like they may have let it happen though so that they would have an excuse to go to war you know the military industrial complex um and i don't actually think that it was president bush himself i think it was the team around him mm -hmm. and i think that it's this is speculation i have no way to know this because all this stuff is done behind closed doors but i don't get the impression that he was directly involved president bush i get the impression that the team around him was manipulating the situation to their advantage and you can look at you know who got a lot of the private contracts after the fact and that kind of thing who benefited from this you know you don't necessarily need to know what happened you just need to know who benefited from going to war over there and it was a lot of people in his administration got financial benefits so but, uh i'm sorry go ahead no i say but it's just speculation there's no way to prove any of that um give us your best alien conspiracy best what alien is... conspiracy well there's that's one there's like <laughs> overarching conspiracy that I think the government has definitely been covering up evidence of extraterrestrial visitation That's for likely, a really, yeah. really long time. And one of the books I've read is uh, I just got finished reading it was by Donald Kehoe called The Flying Saucers Are Real. And it was published in the early 50s. And he's finding evidence of cover up way back then. And it's funny, these themes keep reoccurring and we keep going over the same ground. But mm -hmm. there are many, many cases like in Project Blue Book files, which are available online through Fold 3. You can find that still to this day. You can go look at those files and there's a lot of them where you can find, you know, it'll say on the, the summary card, it'll say, OK, this was just a weather balloon or this was just yeah. a misidentification of Venus. And then the witness will be describing something that's a structured craft that's hovering 300 feet off the ground. And they'll say it's it doesn't their explanation doesn't match what the witnesses are describing. So there's been an awful lot of cases like that where they just explain it away. Probably the most famous one is the swamp gas, which was the Michigan 1966 waves. I'm, I'm sure everybody's familiar with swamp gas. 
but everybody may not be aware of where that came from. Tell us, because I, I don't us. remember this one. Me neither. Okay, so this was in Michigan, in in uh, Dexter and Hillsdale areas. In 1966, there was a bunch of people who were seeing a structured craft. One of the most famous sightings was uh, Frank Manor on his farm. He saw it hovering over a swamp um, outside of his farm. And there was another witness. I think his name was um, Richard Wagner. I, I'm a little fuzzy. It's, it's been a while. But he, he was a mechanic who was on the other side of the swamp who also saw, saw the same ship. And it would hover over the swamp. And then it would suddenly move from point A to point B, like in the blink of an eye. And some people try to explain this away as saying, okay, it was just an elaborate hoax where somebody had lights and then they turned lights off here and then turned them on there. And that gave the appearance of movement. But, you know, they'll bend over backwards to explain things. But the witnesses say, no, that was not what we saw. We saw it moving. It just moved very quickly. So they saw it hovering for a while and then it shot over the head overhead. You know, they were on their the porch of their house. It was the Frank, his son and his wife, I believe, all saw it. And it shot overhead and made a, a noise they described as the ricochet of a bullet. So a couple days later, yeah. an all-girls school in Hillsdale also saw something similar hovering over a swampy area. And it this in this case, I forget the exact number, but it was a number of students and some faculty that saw it. And they explained it away. They Well, they sent Project Blue Book, Alan Hynek, to go investigate. And he explained it as swamp gas, which is just absurd. And one of the witnesses actually went through a long explanation of why it could not be swamp gas, even though as ridiculous as that is, people were still believing it. And there were things like the, the conditions were freezing at the time or near freezing. And in order to have swamp gas, you need it to be pretty hot, hot enough for that material to decay and build up gases. So a bunch of things like that that make the swamp gas explanation completely null and void. Mm -hmm. Heineke has some... I love that. Did you watch the series? I've watched part of it. We're, my wife and I are in the process of watching it. It's a it's good really series. It's really good. Yeah. Very, He's interesting. I'm, he was so interesting. And yeah. I, I try to get his son on the show, too. It's hard to get these guys that are really, really busy with this they're still busy with it mm -hmm. but it's so interesting that each case was and i would like to go back to the files and read them because i think there's a lot that we we don't know about that they leave out and i'm, I'm so wondering why they canceled the series because it was so good i don't know yeah, why they canceled it they cancel a lot of good series it's especially netflix i don't know why they do that they they keep doing it they'll have it just when it starts to get interesting or good then they cancel it after that was like the season. messiah yeah. did you see the messiah that was good no i didn't see that one very yeah. good and they canceled it some well, of them you, are very controversial big, yeah what's that think, john do you think big brother stepped in on netflix and said no i don't um, maybe i don't know it anything's possible but it it's not like the, the show is exposing anything that's not already publicly available you know and it's it's a dramatization so they're not being completely accurate to the events. They're it's all based on stuff, you know, because it wouldn't be a very good TV show if you just had. Yeah, the, they the have to add sightings. stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, <clears throat> me and Sean were talking while well, discussing. Um, there was a few portals that NASA mm -hmm. discovered, and what did you have? Have you ever heard of them? No, I haven't heard of NASA. 
saying yeah. they've discovered portals. They just yeah. yeah, they discovered them and I'm trying to find it. I'll have to look into that. That sounds well, interesting. Yeah, it's been a while now. It's been on I've been wanting to talk about it and I keep uh, keep passing it. It has up. to do with the uh the atmosphere or whatever surrounds earth in the sun hmm. that these little portals pop up here and there and Back in 2014, it was called the MMS um, expedition where they launched like a satellite or whatever around, you know, in order for them to find these things because these things just pop up and they close all. They close them. There's yeah, there's there's different areas that they 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 open and they close. Hmm. And it's so interesting. I, I wonder how many. Or why can't I find? I just gave it to you this evening. Why? Why we have too much stuff on here, on our chat. What's we your theory on portals, Mister Anderson? <laughs> I don't know that whole. I don't know a whole lot about portals at all. I haven't really come across them too often. Um, I think it's definitely a possibility, and there are some scientific theories that back up the idea of some sort of portal, like wormholes, things like that. That's you know been theorized. Same, yeah, this is. Basically, it's on the same wormholes and the portals. Some people, some scientists think that they have come about through the black holes. I'm trying to pull, I'm trying to pull it up so we can listen to it real quick. Did you listen to it, Sean? Uh, yes, a little bit of it. Um, a little bit. I just want to play for like two seconds of it. Let me just see if it'll let me. I know what you mean, Anthony. He says, What's don't he get saying? Me Anthony said, uh, don't get me started on portals. Well, they're, they're all over the place. And I think that's how a lot of these interdimensional creatures, like some people call them the cryptids and Bigfoot travel back and forth. See, here's what I think, Mr. Anderson, um, that whenever there is a lot of UFO activity happening out in the world, a lot of people start seeing Bigfoot. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And that's, to me... Uh, missing 411 for some reason i believe that there is something happening with the ufos and bigfoot and grabbing people and they disappear that's my thing i believe i'm hoping that this doesn't have a commercial i'm going to see if i can i probably should play it on it's my only end. three minutes long is there a commercial on this i don't remember you don't remember hey, <laughs> let me just I'm say getting old. i'm 60 years old girl come on Hidden Magnetic Portals Around Earth, presented by Science at NASA. A favorite theme of science fiction is the portal, an extraordinary opening in space or time that connects travelers to distant realms. A good portal is a shortcut, a guide, a door into the unknown. If only they actually existed. It turns out that they do, sort of and a NASA-funded researcher at the University of Iowa has figured out how to find them. We call them X-points, or electron diffusion regions, explains plasma physicist Jack Scudder of the University of Iowa. They're places where the magnetic field of Earth connects to the magnetic field of the Sun, creating an uninterrupted path leading from our own planet to the Sun's atmosphere 93 million miles away. Observations by NASA's Themis spacecraft and Europe's cluster probes suggest that these magnetic portals open and close dozens of times each day. They're typically located a few tens of thousands of kilometers from Earth, where the geomagnetic field meets the onrushing solar wind. 
most portals are small and short-lived. Others are yawning, vast, and sustained. Energetic particles can flow through the openings, heating Earth's upper atmosphere, sparking geomagnetic storms, and igniting bright polar auroras. NASA is planning a mission called MMS, short for Magnetospheric Multiscale Mission, due to launch in 2014 to study the phenomenon. Bristling with energetic particle detectors and magnetic sensors, the four spacecraft of MMS will spread out in Earth's magnetosphere and surround the portals to observe how they work. Just one problem. Finding them. Magnetic portals are invisible, unstable, and elusive. I definitely think they this open is how and they close travel. without warning. And there are no signposts to guide us in, notes Scudder. Actually, there are signposts, and Scudder has found them. Portals form via the process of magnetic reconnection. Mingling lines of magnetic force from the Sun and Earth crisscross and join to create the openings. X points are where the crisscross takes place. The sudden joining of magnetic fields can propel jets of charged particles from the X point, creating an electron diffusion region. To learn how to pinpoint these events, Scudder looked at data from a space probe that orbited Earth more than 10 years ago. In the late 1990s, NASA's polar spacecraft spent years in Earth's magnetosphere, explains Scudder, and it encountered That's many X-points during its UFOs mission. That's how all these UFOs come through and then they disappear. Because polar carried sensors similar to those of MMS, Scudder decided to see how an... I think it's very interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's fascinating. I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, I think that's definitely how they might be traveling. You know how the, the spacecrafts travel so fast? Yeah, but let me ask you this. Now, those are the portals in the atmosphere. Now, how about the portals that are here on Earth? The yeah. in Seattle. Is, is there that type of energy? Yeah, I they think Earth? there are, Sean. Hmm. I don't know about you, Agent Anderson. I'm sorry, yeah, I, it's Mr. Anderson. Jenny. Get it right. You could you could call me Adam if you like. That's just... <laughs> no, because I was thinking too. Because now Stonehenge, a lot of people think that these are portals. Well, you know what? I I'll, I'll different. I'll be um, I'll tell you something different. They had a show on. A, I want to say uh, National Geographic that those are man-made because they showed how they built them hmm. or what equipment back then. No, I don't think that, like I, don't, I don't think they're man-made. Did they did they prove they were man-made? Well, they didn't prove they were man-made, but they were saying that they could have been built by man. They're just so odd-shaped, and they're so like they look like they're placed there. They've never been moved. They've always been here. Do you know um, that? Sean, did you hear anything like that on the show no, you were watching? No, I, I didn't hear nothing like that when, when I was watching this presentation. But I can see how they could have stacked those stones on top of the other stones. It worked out because they did their own, um, uh, whatever you call it here. They did their own experiment with the same type of rocks with the same weight. And it just like lifted right up and put the rock right on top of them stones, you know? I don't know. What Anthony is saying, so what he's talking about the, no. Oh, okay. He, well, let's talk about that. Do you think the moon landing is real? I think Anthony? probably, I mean, um, I'm oh. sorry, Anderson. 
<laughs> or Adam, either way. Adam. Um, <laughs> I think probably the moon landings are real. A lot of the evidence for them being faked seems to be stuff that's taken out of context. But we actually did an episode on that one, too. And there's a lot of really fun stuff. Uh, for example, The Shining by Stanley Kubrick. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of lot of really suspicious stuff in that movie. Really? But, the Shining? Like yeah. what? Like, tell I mean, us. I want to I well, have to watch it now again for, for the 15th okay. time. <laughs> for example, the, the boy is wearing a shirt, right, with a rocket ship on it. And then he, like, he stands up and walks over to a door that it kind of looks like he's, you know, the rocket is going to the moon. Stuff like that that's pretty subtle but when you're looking for it it's uh pretty obvious but i think that kubrick was sort of going you know saying wink wink you know because the the conspiracy was that he's the one who faked it that he's the one who faked oh, the moon landings. he's the guy that faked it yeah why don't you so, think he, he should come out and tell us i mean is that his way of telling us it could be that's what some people think is that's his way of saying that i faked it because he didn't want to be dishonest but, you know, obviously he can't just say something like that without repercussions. Mm -hmm. you know? Is he but still alive? I'm not sure if he is, actually. I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't know. Was it a, who was the astronaut that got on some radio show or something like that said it wasn't really a, a moon landing? It was Which one was fake. that? Uh, Glenn? Would have been really? Glenn? Say no, that? Really? It yeah, he said it was fake. I saw it on YouTube, man. I just couldn't believe it. So unless, you know, I'm going to do research while you guys gab and see. If... But um, yeah, so there's our friend Mike Bear. I I couldn't tell him that it was a fake because he'd be going off on us. But um, <laughs> do you know Mike Barra? Uh No, I've never met. Oh, he's an interesting fellow, you know. Um, I have a problem with people being on Mars. You know, that's the real big thing going on now. Um, I, I don't know. It's like too close to the sun and people would burn up. I don't care what kind of suit y'all have. You know, you're going to burn. And all those little things that they see on, on the surface of Mars, I think they were put there by people, you know, dropping them off from the spaceship. Now, I could be totally way off base here, and I usually am sometimes, but um, I, I don't believe the Mars rover, you know, remember that little rover thingy that kept moving around? How come they don't talk about that anymore? You know, it's like they swept that sucker under the rug because... about that anymore. What's that? I haven't heard anything either about that. Yeah, it's been, I mean, it was the biggest thing for close to a couple of months, the Mars What's rover. Was Glenn is his first name or last name? What was his full name? Um, was I, it John I, Glenn? John Glenn. John Glenn. Okay. I think it was that, John Glenn. That somebody I else said it. There was a, the other guys. Buzz. Well, it could be the other dude. Who knows? It was. An they said it was fake. It wasn't. I mean, he's saying that conspiracy was not true. So let me. I'm gonna look it up. The other guy now. You know, so that like. We love conspiracies on this show. We haven't had one for a while. So thank you, Mr. Anderson, for, <laughs> for being on and talking about these. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. What's your uh, feeling on Mars? What I told you how I feel. What do you feel? Uh, as far as... Just, do you think it's a cover-up or um, something? Not that I know of. Although there are some very strange pictures on Mars that i've seen there are people who go through these high definition images and find these weird looking things like they look like plants or it looks like a little spider or something right 
And I, I don't know how these people have the patience to go through all these images to find these things, but some of these do appear to be sort of some of these photos do appear to be doctored. Right. Like they're like they're the trying face. to hide something. Yeah. But mm -hmm. as far as any sort of conspiracy involving Mars, I'm not really aware of anything other than it looks like NASA may be doctoring some of these images to hide things. Because all I know is that when like I, I'm, I'm retired paranormal investigator and uh, whenever we would look at pictures, you know, on our investigations, you, you can pixelate things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can you can actually uh, maneuver on your computer to make it look like that, that, that branch over there could, you can manipulate it to make it look like a spirit that was there in that picture. So the only way in, and I've had this since I was investigating is that show me the real picture, you know, don't show me something because those pictures are too damn crystal clear. They, they really are. I mean, I don't know. I just believe that there's no life on Mars, but people, they, they try to tell people that there are, and I don't believe that. Hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Well, we'll go this way. We'll go this one. You know, because I've been seeing JFK for a while on TV. So what is your, you know, what do you think what happened with John F. Kennedy? Was it us or was it actually that dude that shot him? I haven't really done a deep dive into the Kennedy case, but from what I've seen, I suspect that it might have been an inside job. I think it might have been somebody from the CIA. There's too many witnesses who reported seeing multiple shooters and reported hearing multiple gunshots. And if you look at, you know, the famous magical bullet, you know, if right. you've seen the movie about that, <laughs> um, it just, I don't know. I suppose anything's possible, but it just seems like there's a little bit too much to be believed that it was just a lone shooter, a lone gunman. The, you know, they, they, do, they do lie back there. Same way with Bobby Kennedy. I, I believe that the CIA was part of that too. Yeah, that one's even weirder, if anything, than than JFK. That one's right. very suspicious. Yeah, those and, are two things I definitely want to do an episode on, but we just haven't gotten to it yet because there's so many to do. <laughs> that that would be a very good show for you to do is on John F. Kennedy because, you know. My brain don't really work because when I start thinking, my mind goes crazy. But I believe that the one dude that shot the other dude was to keep his mouth shut, to be honest with you. Right. Yeah. Uh, who was it? Jack Ruby? Was that who it was? Yeah. I, I think if I he, remember correctly. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm getting up there in years. But uh, no, I believe that he, that dude that actually shot Bobby was killed by the other dude. And I believe he was a CIA and, you know, an implant hmm. uh, plan. Yeah, that's what I feel. God, you got me going, Jenny. You got me going here. Sorry to, to uh, upset you, Sean, but Glenn did not say that. <laughs> I know. I, that's what I said. I said it could have been Glenn or somebody else. Who was it? Yeah, it was. No, Glenn, he said he never said that it was. He okay, said that I'm... they didn't land on the moon. Him and Buzz said that they landed. Somebody just said that, made it up. Well, they, must they did. Photoshop them on. It, to me, it looks like a Photoshop. It totally does not look like the moon. But I mean, what the moon? It looks too fake. I remember Russia and the United States were going at it because Russia is saying it was fake, and we were saying it was, uh, you know, it wasn't fake. I, Did they have pictures of Russia, uh, the Russians 
landing on the moon? I don't know if they do or not. Because the ones at the studio, I call it the studio, it was fake. No, yeah, Mike Baird totally thinks that it was fake. And he, he does have those little pictures of the little creatures on the moon. Well, I don't know how they were photoshopped or not. He believes in a moon base. Hmm. There is that, a moon that base. That guy you need to get on your show, dude, Mr. Anderson, you, Andy. You, you got to get him on the show because he, he has some very interesting stuff. Um, you just talk with among yourselves. Is that what you usually do on your show? That before, before you, is there? Yeah, we. Well, it depends. So we have a couple of different personalities. It's I usually do more of like the reading and the research and just sort of okay, here's the evidence kind of stuff. Yeah. But, and my brother is sort of the goofy one, you know, cracking jokes and <laughs> that makes <laughs> that, it interesting. Yeah. I originally wanted to do it just as sort of like a documentary style just by myself. Then I had him on, on the third episode, we did a episode about Gobekli Tepe. And, uh, for a while there, we were doing a non-explicit show and, but he would just crack these funny, funny jokes that I got tired of editing out because they were just so funny, <laughs> but yeah. also wildly inappropriate, you know? Yeah. Well, you're allowed to do anything you want when you're on a podcast. Now we have to be yeah. careful because we're on the radio. So we can't say some things. We get kicked off, hunch on. Yeah, yeah. I will tell you this. I don't know if it happens on your podcast, but man, when we get into a subject that the government does not like to hear us, they'll they'll screw with our show. Oh yeah, we have connection problems when we're talking about certain topics. Like for example, when we we're talking about nine eleven, mm-hmm. or when we were talking about there was a slideshow released by Edward Snowden. In oh, one of his leaks, yeah, about um, the art of deception, which lays out their strategy for how to manipulate people speci- online, specifically in this case. But you know, certain things like that, when we're talking about it, our connections would get real spotty. You know, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I don't know if they're listening in or if they're oh, trying they to. Are. They listen in or... on everything, and you oh, know what? They listen on Alexa. I mean, mm-hmm. do you ever talk, and all of a sudden Alexa comes on, like? You know, it's like she's nubbing her neck. Like, what was that? Like, we weren't talking to you, Alexa. My yeah. mom's TV at three o'clock in the morning. There's a camera that pops up on her TV and looks who's in the room. What? Yeah. No, Jenny, don't laugh. It's true. I want you to videotape it. You, you want to you pay me if I have to get up at three in the morning to video <laughs> that one. You know what? I I don't I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, do you ever watch those old movies where they had so, like technology that did stuff like that? That they would be watching you through your TV, your microwave, your refrigerator. How do well, you know I, there's not a little little camera in them? They can. Well, yeah. Apparently, they can watch you anytime they want. Most. <gasps> Most devices have cameras built in. The camera I'm using right now is built into my laptop. Your cell phones yeah. have cameras. Yeah. A lot of devices have cameras. Whenever Every... you make a phone call, Jenny, look, you'll see a little green dot that sits on the right hand top of that phone. That's a camera. It is? Yes, ma'am. What do you yeah, think? There's there's cameras and everything. So they could watch us whenever they want. I'll give Edward, you a good I'm sorry, Edward Snow. Oh, I just wanted to this Edward Snowden said you should put a ta- piece of tape over your camera on your laptop because they're watching you all the time if they want to be. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. What I'm saying, Jen, is every time that I go and look something up on my phone, like I'm thinking of doing that Golo program, um, 
all of a sudden I'm getting Golo advertisement <laughs> on my uh, computer screen. Well, you have to turn that off on your, there's a place on your phone. I can't remember where it is. And you, you can turn it off. And then the I, CIA is going to come knocking at my door thinking, well, they're mad at you using Golo. <laughs> Well, you know what? I can't handle that TikTok. And I don't know why I go on. I know you shouldn't go on it because they're spying on us, but it's getting me sick how they, all it is, is propaganda on there. And I don't know why I'm like, I'll be on. I, I can't even tell you how long sometimes I waste. I'll be watching a movie and I'm using TikTok. It puts me to sleep. Yeah. Well, I can think I'm of other ways it put me to sleep. <laughs> I've never been on TikTok, but I read an article about, you know, how they think it's basically spyware. <laughs> so yeah, I think it I is never, too. I never put it on my phone because I'm worried about that. You're smart. I should, I don't know why I have it on there. I should take it off. I didn't I know that. Did you read what Anthony said the last time there, Mr. Andy? Uh, he said, see. there's one that shows Jackie Kennedy shot him and hides the gun behind the back seat. Oh yeah, I've I've heard that what? theory before, but I I don't really know anything about that. Particular Jackie theory. shot her shot her husband. Yeah, I've heard that, that before. I have not ever heard about that before. Why would she shoot her husband? Maybe she was mad at him for all the infidelity. <laughs> I mean, there's any number of reasons, right? Maybe <laughs> maybe he didn't do the dishes or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, they did show a picture, and it was one. I I know I saw it after the first shot he says but that they were on the plane when eisenhower was going over right you know what i mean uh, sworn in on the plane or whatever it was and they had one dude from the cia and one dude at the fbi snickering as that was happening like haha we got him you know what i mean so hmm. i don't know i just well on our last our last hour i want i want to talk about time travel <clears throat> Would you okay. have any um, episodes that you've done on, on time travel? Yeah, we did an episode on time travel. Oh, and cool. The, the reason why that one's so much fun for me is because it's not just science fiction, but there are actual theories about being able to travel. We know for a fact that we can do it in one direction. We can travel forwards in time, but not necessarily backwards. So there's uh, relativistic travel. Now, again, this is all, uh, I'm not a scientist, so mm -hmm. this i'll have to take somebody else's word for it but the closer you get to the speed of light the slower time travels or time passes for you relative to a stationary observer let's say on earth so if you go out and back you know let's say one light year for you you've gone two years but earth may have you know maybe 50 years or 100 years i'm not sure how the math works out exactly so that's the fascinating thing for me is that we know for a fact that it's possible and we've even tested it with you know things in orbit they'll put a clock out in orbit that's going really fast you know compared to something on earth and they'll use like an atomic clock or something that's really accurate and they've proven that this is you know it's not just theory this is actual science fact and it gets even weirder though because if you're going at the speed of light you can go in the like let's say a particle of light from your perspective you can go anywhere in the universe instantaneously or so i've read but for an observer that light takes time to travel from point a to point b but not if you are traveling at the speed of light so it makes you wonder if you could somehow harness you know that 
ability to go the speed of light, what that would look like. You could travel anywhere, not just in the galaxy, but in the universe instantaneously. And this, you know, opens up a lot of possibilities for, you know, extraterrestrial life to come and visit us. A lot of arguments against, you know, travel between the stars is that it would take so much energy to travel from here to there that it's impossible but usually the energy they're talking about would be like a chemical rocket from the 1950s you know but they don't really consider technology that would allow you to go the speed of light so that's really fascinating to me um would you go if you had the opportunity right now would you go into the future uh not unless i could bring my family with me yeah really because what if you get stuck there because you can't come back at <laughs> least at least we don't believe you're allowed to travel back. Oh, so you time. think? Okay, that leads me to our. There, well, there are some possible ways you could travel back in time. For example, if you set up a wormhole that was, you know, set up in the past, you could use that to travel back in time. But it would be a very specific way of doing it. Like you couldn't just travel anytime you wanted to, like in the movies. Well, we had that one show where we showed YouTube where this dude is taking pictures with cars and buildings and everything else, but there's no people there. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you ever saw that. No. I think that's all Photoshop. Yeah. <clears throat> there's a, a TikTok I want you guys to. Sean, you watched it. And this is why you watch TikTok to find this. Well, stuff because I find stuff like this and I find it very interesting and fascinating and fun, you know, like. They, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to try to find it before Sean, let's go ahead and do our, um, sponsor. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> you want me to do it? Yeah. Uh, uh, I want to, we want to thank, uh, Carnation for sponsoring us, um, for the second hour of our show, Chasing Prophecy. Um, and what can you have with Carnation, Jenny? You can have essentials, morning essentials, high in protein, delicious in vanilla and chocolate. And you can have brownies. Seriously, brownies. <laughs> you can make I saw them. delicious. I saw a box of Carnation brownie mixes on, on the show. I Get out. Yes, I did. Wow. If I see it, I'll mail you one. Yeah, that sounds good. I haven't seen any brownie mix. Yeah, yeah I I just used carnation in my um I made chicken morcella and I added some it was delicious, I must say. He says, Yeah, we are good at promoting. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You have Anthony. to. <laughs> you have to. They're our sponsors. And they're delicious. I know I do like carnation. They've been around forever. How about you, Anthony? Uh, not Anthony. I'm sorry, Mr. Anderson. I forgot your first name. Andy. Adam. Sorry, Adam. Okay. Close enough. We're with the A's. Have you ever tried Carnation stuff? Oh yeah, they. Uh, I don't know if they still make it, but one of my favorite things when I was a kid was their malt powder that you could get. Oh yeah, I forgot you about get, that. You get it in like a little jar, and you put it in milk, and it or anything really, and it makes it into a multi treat. That that was probably my favorite one, mm -hmm. but. I mean, they make all kinds of stuff, though, really, don't they? they do. Yeah, they do. They do. I like the sugary stuff best, though. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So this time traveler, his name is Andrew Carlson. I think that's how you say his name. Yeah. And he 
this is a really cool one. I think it's neat. And I think a little part of me wanted to believe it. He made, he had a, in 2003, $800 he turned into $350 million. So we're going to watch a real quick video on this. And we're going to discuss it because I think it's true. I don't. Of course don't. you don't. <laughs> of course I'm having a hard time finding it because I can't spell his name right. Jeez. This is name Casilli, right? C-A-R-L-S-S-I-N. Is it? Carcillo? C-A-R-L-S-S-I-N. They must spell it differently in, here, let me see, in, here so, it is, I found it, I found it. Okay, we're going to watch it real quick. It's not long, guys, so don't get all mad. Don't bother us, man. We're here. How dare you? Yes, yes. Some people don't like to hear the videos, but I think it's pretty cool, the story anyways. But I just have to uh, <clears throat> go to the screen and save, share it. I wish I had my Pazusa. I didn't have one. I do have one, but he definitely doesn't work. <laughs> he's going to get mad. He's my producer. so Yeah, he's, he's your he's, producer. Well, he should be our, our both our producer. Because I do have a show after this. Okay. Adam. Here, here it is. You ready? Yeah. Back in 2003, the FBI would arrest a 44-year-old man named Andrew Coulson because he had just won the highest luck amount in history. But how so? In the space of two weeks, he had turned his $800 into $350 million, and there was no way that that sudden amount of wealth wouldn't raise eyebrows. Andrew would be arrested for insider trading, but instead of denying the allegation, he gave a shocking four-hour confession about how his 126 high-risk trades paid off. Andrew claimed that he knew exactly how those trades would work because he had come from 250 years in the future. Andrew's claims were not believed, and for that, he was going to be jailed until he gave up his source. However, he did not give up any source, and as part of his plea bargain, he promised to tell the authorities the whereabouts of Osama bin Laden and the cure for AIDS. It's not clear if he actually gave the authorities that information. However, the FBI was bent on proving him a liar, and they could not find any records of his existence before December of 2002, just three months before he would be arrested. As if that's not enough, he also disappeared on his way to court for his bail hearing and has never since been seen. Andrew Coulson. Back in 2003, the cool, FBI huh? would arrest a 40 Yeah, but I yeah. read the article that you sent me, and when they came up with the U.S. Paranormal Agency, that just blew that out of the water, hon. Well, we have to. There might be one. We just can't find it. No, I've been, like, doing some digging. I just can't. Well, at one time there was, they had them guys that did telekinesis and uh -huh. what was it called? Um, there was a bunch of guys that they experimented with goats where they would make the goat fall over or something like that. Do you know anything Project, about that, Adam? Sorry. Yeah, Project Stargate, I think it was called. Was that what it was called? I think so. Yeah. I they just, made a movie about it, right? With George Clooney? Yeah. 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 Well, I just blew your thing Sean, United States Paranormal, it was called the Paranormal De Defense Agency, USPADA, or That's PDA. a comic. That's a comic. 
is a top secret black ops agency of the United States Department of Defense that deals with supernatural mm -hmm. beings and paranormal phenomena. The mm -hmm. PDA founded in 1977 by President Jimmy Carter. Anybody out there who are, is in the chat room or any of our people out there listening, tell us, is it true or not? I don't believe it. I think but it Denny is. Does. But yeah, I, I, there is a there is a United States Paranormal Defense Agency. So guess what, Adam, you're stuck. You get the final call. On this one. <laughs> I'd say there's not enough information to decide. It it looks really interesting uh, as far as whether or not it exists for the agency and for the time travel. Well, the agency does exist. I it just, does. Okay. I just I just fact checked it. <clears throat> yeah, it does exist. I think. Come on, he had eight hundred dollars and he figured out. The insider trading, I mean, stocks, he made all that money, $350 million. That's a lot. That's well, a lot of he, money. So did he find one of them wormholes to come back into this? He future? must know what he said. Maybe. He said that he worked, uh, gosh, what did he say? I watched like three different videos on it. Um, <clears throat> there was a kind of a, a government agency that does the time travel. <laughs> hey, think about it. Okay, think about well. it. Could it be so cool to go? There's a um. There's a Why couple different. Netflix. I'll find it for you and see him and tell him. Hey, Jenny Nicasio, she wants to do that. She wants to go over there. She wants to go in the future, find her future husband. Is what she wants to do. <laughs> <laughs> She's blushing. Love. No, I'm not blushing. <clears throat> no, no. I just think it would be really cool. The thing is, do you want to go, if you see something that you don't like, you can't change it because it'll show. But then you know. again, if you come back, Jen, can you, you know what's going on in the future, then their whole thing just goes in another direction. That's what I mean. It, there's so many stories about time travel. Um, I And they said, like you said, that they, <clears throat> Andrew, uh, Adam, that you can go forward, but you can't go backwards. Right. That's that's how I understand it. But again, I'm not a I'm not a physicist, so I don't know for sure. Okay, so you can go forward, but you can come back, but you just can't go back. Or do you mean once you go forward, you can never come back to this time? That's yeah. Where I'm, yeah. That's where it, I'm confused. So you're stuck in the future. That's what how I understand it. The exception I've read about is if you create a wormhole you can go back to the point in time when the wormhole is created. Once, once you travel through one into the other, one end will be anchored in one time and another end could be anchored in a different time. Okay. But, so we're in 2036 and then we time travel to 2036. But then again, when we come back, we're in the 1950s. Yeah. Or whenever the wormhole was created, that's the way I, theoretically, that's what I read, but I'm not a scientist. I don't really understand this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but that, like we were talking about the portals now the could these portals be time portals or are they just portals to a different dimension That's i mean it's a could, good question it could be anything we do have stuff i've read about like the have you read about the alcubierre drive no what is that this is an engine that was theorized i believe in the 90s by a physicist named alcubierre and the idea is to warp space-time around the vessel or the ship instead of trying to travel the speed of light because you can't actually accelerate to the speed of light 
So instead, you warp space-time around the ship. You have negative space-time in front and positive space-time behind the ship. And you could use this to do things like, you know, circumnavigate the inertia forces and travel very quickly without having to actual travel, actually go faster than the speed of light. You could actually go faster than the speed of light. But I wonder if that could create some sort of side effects like portals. You know, what, what would that do? as far as a jet wash or something like that. True. Now, isn't that part of the CERN, Jen? I don't know if... I think CERN opens up a portal or a wormhole, but to somewhere like a like a, like an interdimensional. But they said that the, it's a part of the universe that we don't want to open up because it lets all the, the, like the creatures and out. So I don't know if that's true or not. Did you have you read about CERN? Uh, a little bit. Um, I'm not sure exactly what they do there, and I haven't read anything about them associated with portals. But they are trying to find, I guess, the answer to what's going to happen at the end of the universe. You know, like supersymmetry, I think they call it. Mm. And they were looking for certain particles, I guess, and they didn't find those particles. I don't know. I I don't know that much about CERN other than. They're doing some pretty weird stuff. With... Yeah, they had like a ritual before, <laughs> like a like a demonic ritual demonic before ritual, they. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really. Like, weird. So yeah. to me, they want to open up hell. Is that what they want to do and bring all these creatures out? I, I don't hmm. get it. I don't know no, why thanks. they would want to do that. Yeah, I don't know why they would do that. It's kind of scary as hell. I know um, my my um trilogy. No, my first book my is an is an alien, and he does goes through wormholes to travel because he can go. He moves so fast through time and, uh, but I don't have it. Like, uh, it's just, it's not really time travel. I guess it is time travel because he's moving faster in time. He slows time down. I think that's what it was, but he's moving so fast that it slows time down. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> I don't even remember how I could have wrote that book. That was a while ago. <laughs> was, like, was that your first or second? <laughs> that was my first one. That was your first one? Yeah. <clears throat> That's from the sky. Yeah. CERN is dark matter. Now, when you say dark matter, you mean like demonic dark, Anthony, or just dark matter? <laughs> I wish Rising. sometimes I wish John Ventry was on because he's like, it's his favorite. Oh, John, John would be great about this. So any other good conspiracies there, buddy? Oh, I mean, there's a, there's a ton of them. What's another but... good one? Well, to go back to something we were talking about earlier was the, it's not really a conspiracy, but the Blue Book documents. Yes. I did find something recently in those documents that I want to bring up or that I think is worth mentioning. So are you familiar with the Lubbock Lights case? Yeah, a little it's bit, just a little Lubbock, bit. Go ahead. Yeah, Lubbock, Texas. There was mm -hmm. a lot of people seeing UFOs flying overhead and V or U-shaped formations. Well, I was reading through the documents. It's over 100 pages, the Blue Book file on this. And I saw something really interesting in there was that there was a, supposedly a crash retrieval. They started talking about in one of the reports about how something had crashed and they had retrieved the pieces and they sent it for analysis. And I, if you read about this case, I've not seen anywhere have I seen anybody talking about any sort of crash retrieval associated with this particular case. So that was really interesting to find in there. So those documents are really worth going through. You find some really some hidden gems that nobody else talks about. But that's all that was in there. It didn't say what the results of the testing was. 
mm-hmm. and it didn't say what it was. There was it said something like people thought it might be meteors, but if it was just pieces of a meteor, why would they collect them and send them for analysis? It's just it's a fairly mundane object as yeah. far as as far as the military is concerned, anyways. So there there's that. There's some other little gems that I found in there, but that's one that I found really recently that I wanted to bring up. But as far as conspiracies go, there's there's several that I've found that were very surprising. For example, Project MK Ultra. I don't know if you are familiar mm, yeah, with that one. Yeah. 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 The mind controlling stuff. Yeah. Mm. Thanks, John. Thanks for the um dark matter. <laughs> Thanks, John. There's unknown stuff in the universe, not just yeah. the other stuff. <laughs> well, there's yeah, they can't figure out. There's a lot of matter, I guess, in order for the way I understand it is in order for our galaxies and the universe to be formed up the way it is. We need a lot more matter for the gravitational effects for stuff to, you know, st- star systems to stay together and they can't account for it. They don't know where it is. It's missing. And that's why it's they missing. call it. Yeah, that's why they call it dark matter. Yeah, that's a good one. Hi, John. But, so what were you talking about, Adam? Oh, for the conspiracy. Oh, yeah, for yeah. Project MK Ultra. That one was kind of scary because we looked into that one, and I was expecting to find not much of anything. And what we found was there was a long history of the CIA experimenting on, you know, U.S. government employees, on random people, foreign diplomats, students, anybody they could get their yeah, hands like- on. They would do these tests on, but it went further than that, though. They would also have, you know, people do experiments on psych ward patients. Mm -hmm. So if you, you know, if somebody was suffering from a mental illness and you put them in an institution for for them to get help, they would actually experiment on those people, do things like give them massive doses of LSD and things like that, when probably these people need the opposite of that, that, you know, they needed help. It just really horrible. Some of the things that I read about, there was one person i forget i forget the doctor's name but he was doing experiments on people seeing if he could wipe their memories and he was able to successfully wipe their memories so much that they they forgot their names they and this forgot, was the government doing this yeah this, this was under yeah under the cia they forgot their names they forgot how to eat how to sleep they forgot That's their families horrible. they forgot english the language you know they forgot everything completely a clean slate and that's it's just terrifying especially that, is that our, terrifying. Our, our government was the one doing it and what i found from what i found the only reason we even know about project mk ultra was because there was a box of documents that they filed in the wrong place and they were accidentally discovered other than that we wouldn't know anything about that's it terrible. at all so it makes you wonder what other shenanigans are they getting up to that we don't know about certainly there's something Absolutely. It, it you know what scares me too is there's a you know there's some um conspiracies that these kids I can't remember their names but the you know you know who I'm talking about that they went and they went and shot up the the people the kids in the movie theater. Yeah. Do you remember that? Somebody yeah. there was a conspiracy that this young man that they used MK Ultra on him to make him do that. Yeah, that's the sort of thing they were trying to do. They were trying to develop Manchurian candidates. Mm -hmm. And as far as they tell us, they were always unsuccessful in doing so. But on the other hand, they were successful at doing other things like wiping people's memories. You know, who's to say if they couldn't reprogram people? And there have been a couple of really strange shootings in the news lately, like a whole bunch of them all of a sudden. 
And it makes you wonder, are they trying to cover up other things that have been in the news briefly? You know, okay, well, this happened, so we got to do do something, make these shooters happen so that we focus on that instead of this. For example, there was um, Project Veritas. I don't know if you guys yes. saw this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, it, in general, when you have an organization that has such a strong political agenda, I always take everything with a grain of salt because they have an agenda. They're mm-hmm. trying to make something happen. But on the other hand, that video of that Pfizer, uh, that yes. Pfizer executive, does seem to be suspicious. Uh, does seem to be genuine. That does seem to be a guy that actually worked for the company, as far as and I can wasn't tell. he fired? I'm sure he was. Yeah, he's. <laughs> He's probably um, accidentally fell off a cliff after stabbing himself in the back 15 times or something, you know, <laughs> who knows what's happening. Well, I, I totally believe with the Pfizer, I mean, all that, in, that vaccine was a bunch of, and it's all coming out now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Pfizer is his, it's a bad, bad thing that they did. Well, it's surprising because you know, a smart businessman or woman can make a ton of money just by providing products that people want. Or you could be really evil and kill a lot of people. Oh my know? God. And I they say they, were evil on this they say that the vaccines are perfectly safe. And I used no. to agree, but I know, I don't know anybody personally, but I know lots of people who know somebody personally who took the vaccine and then had some sort of problem like blood clots and then yeah. died a week later. But I think they're covering all that up. Yeah, then- Pfizer's covering. You know what, Adam? Are they, I know people who who really got hurt from the vaccine. Yeah. And their life's never going to be the same. Yeah. And they said it was so great. You go get your vaccine. But it just gives me the creep, especially during the Super. Was it the Super? No, the Grammys. When that costume, the guy comes out with that. One singer comes out with the the Red Devil and that demonic dancing and then it says sponsored by pfizer yeah that gives me the freaking creeps that, that is creepy yeah i like what john says trust no one no you can't trust anybody come on think about bar bears i don't know if you ever got one on there i mean a wendy bell she's a um political commentator show on the wendy bell show and she's always talking about bars bears where you can go for the you can see on the um all the the problems and health issues and side effects going back to when we first started all this crap and now they said that they wouldn't the study was supposed to be what did they do a study they didn't even do a study no they, they wouldn't re- release anything for 75 years well half those people will be dead so they're really, you know, it's just ridiculous how they could take advantage of us. Think about it. Yeah, All the people and- that rush to get, to, I can, I can still see them sitting in the parking lot, all getting their vaccines at the churches and stuff. You poor people. I'm sorry. Well, who knows what's going to happen to your health in the next 10 years? If you even make it that long. Well, you know what? I didn't have Pfizer, but I had Moderna and I told Jenny this and a lot of people. When I took that shot, I was I was a different person. I, my mind, it affected my mind, my brain. I just went. They from, said a lot of people that happened to with the Moderna affected yeah, their brain. Yes, I was a happy-go-lucky person, a lot of fun. But once I took that shot, then, no, nah, I completely 
And it's all coming out now. And that's a shame that they used to ban us on Facebook. They would ban us on YouTube if we talked about it. Now everybody's talking about it because it's affected, just crosses political lines. It's, It's happened to everybody, not just, you know, Democrats and Republicans. It's happened to a lot of people are affected by it. And it's it's China should be accountable. I'm sorry. You know what, Andy? I want to ask you this. You know, DeMar Hamlin, that big thing? Um, The conspiracy. Okay, he was a football player that supposedly died on the field. Yeah, they said he had the the booster a week before that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about um, that. So he was in the hospital, and all of a sudden they had some dude dressed up as him going here and here. Wouldn't show his face. It wasn't him. You know what I mean? It was like really, really crazy. And it kind of bothered me, you know, that, you know, I'm like, when I first saw the dude, I was like, oh, well, he's alive. Oh, wow. Great, great, great. And come to find out that it wasn't him. And that bothered me. Because they're faking it and they're not. It's ridiculous. I mean, we're living in these kind of times and we there's nothing we can do. But. Anthony came up with a good thing. He said earlier in the show, he said that it, this is like always this is happening because of the uh, the nominations coming up, um, the voting. Is mm-hmm. that possible? What do you think, what, they want, What do you mean? They want, you know how all kinds of crap goes? You know, everything gets in turmoil right before, you know, people are elected into offices. You know, there's uh, voting, voting. I don't. What do you mean? This all coming out for Biden, like on his? Well, no, not so much that. It's just whoever the Democrats or the Republicans are throwing all this crap out there, right? It, it's getting close to the election. That's the word, you know. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying this. I think it has to do with Anthony was right. Um, like he said, especially with Trump coming in. Well, you know what? I have to disagree with you, Anthony. I think if Donald Trump wanted to be transparent and wanted to be honest with us, he would come out and say, I screwed up with the vaccine. I screwed up. It's not, he's telling people to get it. He should come out and say the vaccine was bad and let's do something to correct what happened because He's not. He's still saying, "Go get your vaccine." Hmm. He's still saying that, Sean. I have you heard? Oh well, no, no. I'm that? just, I'm just repeating what Tony says. Yeah, I'm just or Tony or Anthony. I, I mean, don't you think if, if the vaccine is bad, wouldn't he come out and say, hey, "Listen, you know what? I was wrong. Don't get another booster. Don't go get your children. Don't get your child vaccinated." Because now they're trying to tell you to get your child vaccinated now. They're putting it in the curriculum for vaccines for school. Just come. If you want my vote, Trump, tell people don't get your vaccine. It's not what we thought it was. We made a mistake. Okay. Okay. I understand. And I respect where you're coming from. I really do respect that. But Anthony, I'd like to get back to the thing that recently happened in East Palestine. Yeah. Well, that too. That's another thing. I'm glad Trump went, but John, uh, Joe Biden should have went because those people there, we don't know how that's going to affect them five, 10 years from now. What about the women who are pregnant and they breathed all that crap in? What about, you know what I mean? It's in the ground. It's in the soil. What, yeah, what Adam, you, what do you think? 
Yes, please. Yeah, that's that seems like they're definitely covering up how bad it was. And you know that that happened and it crashed and then they set it on fire. <laughs> to, yeah, what was that about? Yeah, that's that's kind of a strange response. But yeah, like you're saying, it's really unfortunate because the um the people who live in that area imagine you know these days housing is so expensive what if you spent your 20s working up you know your whole 20s you save for 10 years you save for a down payment you finally buy a place and then something like that happens now you know your house is now you worthless do? you know yeah because you and can't sell it because no one wants to live there now for sure they they say that it's safe but what kind of chemicals you know do i they, don't believe that shit Excuse did they language. absorb into the groundwater what's yeah. going on there you yeah know? Like, it's it's scary it went into the Ohio river yeah uh where are you from may i ask adam uh, originally from southern california although now i live in northern california you live in northern california mm. okay about, a, about um, an hour north of san francisco in a city called santa rosa i've, I've seen that on, on tv santa rosa. <clears throat> I mean, because it's people, I mean, because you know how it is in California, the price is so high there. I mean, God, mm -hmm. but these people kind of, like you said, they save all their money and now they tell, oh, leave, go, go, take away, you know, go away for a while. Well, how are they going to do that? Yeah. They work. I mean, where are they going to get the money to go to a hotel? I mean, and then it pisses me off that Biden did not go because he said it's not a natural disaster. Yeah, man made for sure. There's been a couple of derailments, and yeah. I don't saw you some, think it's kind of odd they all had chemicals in it? I saw some speculation that oh, they just took a lot of regulations away from the rail industry so that safety measures are gone now. They don't have but any regulations, do they? <laughs> it seems a little bit of a coincidence that these happened in such a short period of time, and it looks like to me that it might be sabotage or attack yeah, that's from what a foreign I think. power. But don't you think it's kind of weird that this was happening at the same time as stupid weather balloons were floating around? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. Wow. And yeah, because the balloons was the main news out there, and then this happened. It should, that was happening the same time, but they didn't tell yeah. anybody about it. They but yeah. there's been like three or four uh train derailments. Yeah, but here's the story that I read about. I put it on my show last week. Okay, it was about a pastor or a bishop who got murdered, and um they find an 18-inch pipe bomb behind the truck. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. That but was the same here, time. Here's the deal. It's right next to a train track. Oh, Is that wow. the bishop that was murdered? Yeah, yeah, it was the guy because he was helping out uh, with, um, oh, I forget, abortions or something. I don't know what it was. but The bishop. They, they found. They it was found probably the, one of his babies. I'm going to burn in hell now. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Um, but it, there was an 18 inch pipe bomb that was behind a church, which was right next to the tracks. Oh, wow. The train. Yeah. I think you figure, right. If you, if you destroy the railroad, how are we going to get our supplies? How yeah. are we going to get our food? How are we going to get our coal? How are we going to get this? How are we going to get that? I mean, I worked on the towboats in Pittsburgh and you can only take so many boat, uh, barges of anything up and down the rivers. So it's like, well, today have it, has anybody reported any animals? I know we talked about this last week. Right. Um, right. There was a couple ticked, uh, people on Facebook sent me messages saying that their their animals were sick. I, but I haven't heard anything. And I left my number. And I haven't heard anything about if the animals are sick. 
So if anybody out there listening, if you know, please post in the chat. I'd love to know because I did call a couple rescues and they said so far they haven't. So I don't know where this one was. I think they said it was in Mars, but I didn't see anything from the rescues to see if there's any animals or um, the humane society. And, and even though what, what, we're, what, what I'm concerned about, okay, is that I'm only 52 miles away from East Palestine. Okay? Yeah. And that stuff was floating over Pittsburgh. I mean, I had some weird crap on my truck. You know, I should have taken. But here's the crazy part about that. When it happened, there was like massive winds that yeah. were coming just through Pittsburgh. All right. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was anybody else, but there was massive winds. And then we found out uh, a couple shows or whatever that the government can actually make. Weather. Oh, yeah, they, they can make weather. It's called harp. And it's not the harp where you, you know, the other one with the, I don't know what that is. A um, what, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's what not that kind that, of harp. What do you think of that, Adam? What do you think? Harp, it's, we did a show on that one, but it was a difficult one to look into because everything is so secretive about that site that it was difficult to find any information at all other than it's a bunch of radio antennas that they can use to excite the ionosphere. But what is it capable of? I don't know. It's a very powerful device and it's still there. They, you know, they said, okay, we shut it down and yet it's still there and it's still being run by. Yeah, somebody, I see you know? it's still being run. And I see that it's by the Aurora research program based in Alaska. Yeah. yeah. Was it, didn't DARPA take it over or somebody and, I um, I don't see that in here, but I do see there's a big conspiracy, you know, that people think it's not true. It's a weaponizing weather. I, believe it. I think it is because he seems like, oh, remember all the, the torn like hurricanes that always happened around an election? <laughs> it seemed it was always around when there were but with that train derailment going off and all that gas up in the air. Yeah, right? they could have been trying to get rid of the they could have been trying to, to move it. Oh, how about the fog people were talking about? Did you hear anything about that? That they saw a fog? No. Around no. the same time. No. So I don't know if that that was the fog was the chemical in a like a like a mist. Could it have been something like that? I don't know. It's kind of creepy. Uh, yeah. Anthony says, "Are those bones on your hat, Jenny?" <laughs> <laughs> Don't you guys know what this is? Come on. Wasn't it um, just? Yeah. Are um, you in the New Orleans area? Yeah. Yeah, you just had Mardi Gras over there, right? <laughs> oh, see, uh, yeah. It was yeah. a good Mardi Gras. Yeah. But um, how about, you know, what I have been uh, seeing a lot is a lot of chemtrails going on now. Yeah. What's your theory behind chemtrails, and, and Adam? Yeah, we actually, we did an episode on that one, too. <laughs> okay. But that's another one of the ones where, there seems to be some evidence that they've done some research on dispersing chemicals in the atmosphere. But again, finding any actual evidence of it is very difficult. That's because that's my thing. I like to find evidence. I'm sort of like a nuts and bolts kind of a guy, you know, I like to go on something that's provable. And when it comes to things like, you know, like harp or like chemtrails, there's no paper trail at all that I could find. There's nothing. You know, it's anything that they're doing is going to be so top secret that probably the president doesn't even know about it. That's crazy. 
Yeah. yeah that's yeah. crazy that they have to go through that. I mean, when are, <clears throat> when are we going to get a smart president that has the balls in order to, you know, like, hey, no more. This is what's going on. Can we, you know, I want to stop it. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, like I keep going back to the Blue Book files, but when I was looking through the Blue Book files for the Michigan 1966 case, I saw a little excerpt in there where a senator was asking them about the case because people were freaked out. Everybody was seeing this stuff all over the place. And a, a state senator, or no, actually a U.S. senator, was asking the Air Force what's going on here. And the Air Force basically told them, well, we can't tell you that because of this document. And they referenced a document that the Air Force had written. So they had basically given themselves permission to not be accountable to our publicly elected officials, which is kind of scary. And this is back in 1966. And it's, you know, it's the same thing ever since. So they're basically telling our government, no, we're not going to tell you that. It was like, but wait, you work for the government, not the other way around. But it's it's scary to think that that's not the way it actually works. Yeah, it, does, it is scary to think that. Um, what was he talking about? Jared Ford asked what? Hmm. Yeah, that's right. Gerald Ford. When he, I, I forgot. Yeah. Sorry. I forgot that when he was a senator, that's the individual asked before he was president. That's wow. It, it just gives me, it just, it turns my stomach. And, you know, when I was, before the show came on, I was watching some YouTube music channels and uh, I just started to get depressed. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, you got it. You can't. Oh, if you listen, like when I listen to Wendy Bell or I listen to InfoWars, okay? I'm, <laughs> I am, I follow Alex Jones, okay? <laughs> Alex Jones was right. Okay. So, um, yeah, when I listen to them, I get so pissed off. I get in such a mean, miserable mood. I mean, it rolls my whole day because I listen and I'm like, oh my God, why is this happening? Why aren't we doing anything? You know, why can why are we letting them do everything? And it does, it does rub off on you, Sean. I understand that. But you have to just keep don't when I see that it's starting to bother me, I turn it off. Because mm -hmm. it's it'll just get you down. Because there's nothing we can what can we do besides so Adam, talk true. about it? Yeah. What is your long-range goal with doing your podcast? What's your long-range goal? I just sort of, you know, it's sort of an amateur show, and we have fun just kind of talking about stuff. We usually record on Friday nights, have a couple beers, talk about yeah, weird stuff. Yeah, sounds like fun. And that's pretty much our, you know, I don't really have a long-range goal. <laughs> of course, there's the the dream that every podcaster has of making it, you know, commercially viable and stuff like that but there there are so many podcasts out there and there very are. few advertising dollars there's there's millions of podcasts so that probably won't happen but it's it's a good time it's you know? interesting yeah I, I found them to be entertaining so if you're out there definitely check them out i'll put your logo back up because i oh, yeah. think it, for me to you know i i thought it was neat at first, I thought you were a bunch of cocky people because you never answered my emails. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. no, there's so the, the reason for that is that I have ADHD and oh, I um, do, too. So and I have to uh, I have to manage not just my schedule, but also the schedule of my children. And they always have all sorts of appointments and stuff. And it's just once the day gets going and I have to run around doing a bunch of errands, it's really yeah, easy for I me understand. to forget to check my email. So apologies for that. That's okay. I was just thought, I thought it was, I thought it was funny for me to say that. No, cause I've had a lot. I mean, I, 
when I do my show, I go down a list of, I do a lot of research trying to find guests. Um, I go onto the, the forums, Reddit, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. I go into books, Amazon, um, and it, it's time consuming. And there's a lot of interesting topics out there and a lot of interesting people. And I just thought yours was a pretty interesting. And I like, I like, I was listening to all the different, like you said, characters that you have. And I thought it was funny, the agents. So I thought that was pretty yeah. cool. Too. <laughs> so yeah, we have fun with it. Yeah. I really don't know much about your show, but I would like to know what day is it on and what times? We record on Fridays and I usually release them Monday morning for on pretty much any podcast player, Apple Podcasts or Google yeah. Podcasts or whatever you use to listen. You should be able to find us. And that's generally our schedule. It when we don't stick to that a hundred percent. Like it snowed here last week. Oh wow! So, yeah. <laughs> it it never never snows here. So instead, on Friday, instead of doing the show, we just went and played in the snow. <laughs> oh, you had actual inches? Yeah. Well, it was uh, I'd say maybe eight inches of snow. Wow, really? that's wow. cool yeah. in California. That's pretty yeah. neat. It's pretty Come wild. To Pittsburgh, buddy. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> oh that yeah, is, that's that's nice that you got we'll to show you experience snow. that. That's nice that you got to do that. Well, if you guys want to check out his podcast, go ahead and Google it. Um, you you had I think you have some. Where did I see them? Did you have samples on your Facebook page? I can't remember if you did or not. Yeah, we do have a Facebook page. Or is it a but, commercial for but, it? Agent Ether, who's actually my wife, runs the Facebook page. So I don't really, I haven't been on Facebook in years. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not sure what's going on over there. I'm usually on our Discord where we have. Yeah, Discord. Okay. Yeah. We have like a chat room there where, you know, people can chat about weird stuff or whatever, whatever you like, really. So I'm more on there and I'm more on Twitter. Well, it's, uh, it was entertaining. I'm glad you show. made it. It was very interesting. Yes. Um, I'll be, we have to come back. Well, maybe all you guys can come on. We'll have a great conversation if you guys. Can. Yeah. Thanks so much for have, having me. Yeah. I think you can well, have, how many people can we have? On. Seriously. You should come on when we have our, um, thanks, Anthony. we have our panel. <laughs> we haven't done a panel show. We're going to have to do another one. We get into arguments. <laughs> a little bit of rift. Get kicked off I'm, Facebook. <laughs> I'm not really that argumentative because even when I disagree with people, I like to hear what they have to say because sometimes they change my mind about something, you know? Good well, idea. we had, um, who did we have on a couple? Well, oh. we had Stan Gordon. I don't know if you know Stan Gordon. We had, um, Travis Walton from Fire okay. in the Sky. Oh, wow. Okay. We had Mike Barra. And what's next week, we have a pretty big guy too. He's coming on. Um, this is, I can't remember where I'm trying. I hate when I can't find anything. My, I have so many windows open. It's disgusting. You, it's like my brain. Do you have, <laughs> do you have a buzzer for profanity? I should get one. Is this live? Is this live? This on the is radio? live. This is okay. live. Because, because, uh, one of our co-hosts, uh, the, the Joker agent ETA, he's my brother. He's, um, he's got a little bit of a potty mouth. <laughs> Potty so, mouth. Yeah. Well, there ain't no beep, and we're on who? Yeah. We're on Roku now, so we can. Yeah, we we, we. I don't think we're allowed to say like, like the F word. I don't think we're allowed to say the because we have to follow the regular the regulations. But um, 
lots of changes stomach, but our guest next week is Tom Reed. He's a big shot and he's going to be, um, he's in Roswell right now for his big alien con thing with all the, the alien people. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have to say that those are fun shows when we talk about that. And, you know, I want to have Mike Barrett come back on cause he's, he's very, um, knowledgeable and he was on ancient aliens if you know he's he's does that and john benchery he's our well he was our co-host i don't know if he's coming back or not he said he wasn't um he was on uh mufont uh what was this what was it called the mufont files or something i forget what it was Are you out there john what was your show called it was on the history channel hmm. he well, was a state director for mufont um, real quick, you know, Michael, you know, Michael Anthony has been on all the time and he was saying all that stuff. He just sent me a message and he said he made those comments and now he can't watch the show now. Oh, see our viewers. Yeah. Who never know. That happened last week too. That happened last week. We, every time we would try to put something was controversial, we got kicked off. Hi, Sean. Yes. Mm. Or YouTube would knock us off because we're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. Yes, yeah, Twitch. But I don't think I don't. I don't know. I don't think we're on Twitch. We're just on three different channels on YouTube right now, and three Facebook and, and Roku, plus the radio, whatever the live. So, so Adam, you were on Roku tonight. Yeah, All you right. were. That's pretty cool. Well, if if we come back with one of my co-hosts, I'll have to make extra sure that they don't use any four-letter words because they I can control that a little bit better. They get out of control sometimes, though. <laughs> okay. I have a potty mouth too, but I have to watch it you know because I have grandbabies. Yeah. Well, they don't talk yet, so I don't, they'll be going like my Gemma. She said, <laughs> <laughs> "Your Gemma's bad." Well, thank you for being on the yeah, show. Yeah, thank you Adam. so much for being with us. Um, we'll have to definitely have you guys all on. It'll be an interesting show. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. And enjoy the cooler weather, I guess, in California. I'm in a shed in my backyard right now. I am freezing. <laughs> what's a nice ass shed? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very nice. Well, yeah, you probably are. What's the what's the temperature? Uh, I have a thermometer. Let me check it. It's it's behind the laptop. You have electric. Oh, you have you don't have uh, heat in it. It's warmed up to 50 degrees now. It was 45 earlier. Oh hell, we're at 42, um, dude. So, so is that's your not that shed, bad. Is your shed like a she like a he shack? Is it like a office? Yeah, it's a tough shed. So it's just sort of it's nice. It has drywall and everything, but it doesn't have any heating or anything like that. But you have I, electricity. Yeah, it has electricity. I have a space heater, but it's really loud, so I can't really use so it. So do I'm... you have um you have Wi-Fi out there? Mm -hmm. Well, that's yeah. nice. I would it's, like to do that. It's really nice in the summer because it doesn't get that hot here in the summer. But in the winter, it you have gets windows. Pretty darn cold. Do you have windows? It has a window, but it doesn't open. But it gets really hot in the summer. It doesn't get too bad here. It's in the shadow of the house, so it doesn't really heat up that bad. And the yeah. hottest days here are typically in the 90s. So it's it's not as unbearable as some other I'll places. Be dying. I'm gonna have to get one of that. I'll call it a she shed. I like to have my studio out there. That would be nice. And have my um like art studio. I would wanted to put an art studio outside, but we have to let you go. So you yes. take care. It was great Thank to have you, you on again. the show. Okay. Thank you. Thanks bye so bye. much. Bye. Bye. That was fun. Huh? 
Yeah, that was really fun. I liked it a lot. Yes, I did too. It was pretty. <laughs> I like cool. him. Yeah, I like to get some different guests on because we like next week we have the um the guy from he's an alien guy. I emailed tons of um people who are in the entertainment field, documentaries. I'm going to try to email David Politis. If there's any guests on the show that you want us to try to get, definitely let me know. Put it in the comments. I think we we have a good shot. I mean. <clears throat> I was really yeah. impressed. And uh, it's what, so what are you going to talk about on your show tonight? Uh, intuition. Ooh. And uh, super, super, you know, like superstitions, like the black cat and all that. And I have my friend Tara Brecken. She's going to be a, a special co-host tonight. Oh, that's good. So, yeah. So we're, that'll be a good show. Yeah. I'll intuition. have to tune it in. I watch it while I'm in my bed. <laughs> that's cool. But intuition, I mean, <clears throat> I, 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 it's a good topic tonight. Oh, I'm yeah. I think we all have it. We just have to yes. learn how to use it. And we don't know except, how to use it. here's the biggie behind that is that, okay, I know this is going to happen and I know I can't change it. So I have to accept it. But we don't want to accept that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, man. So this girl's going to stand me up the next night. You know what I mean? Knowing that you go on a date and, your part so you have around. a date coming up oh hell no <laughs> no i'm just doing that as a scenario oh okay well tomorrow my show in the know i have a hypnotist going to be on the show and we're going to talk about how he can help you from everything to addiction to weight loss or to just try like to get rid of some ps you know post that that would be interesting because i'll be honest with you a while back I tried a hypnotist to quit smoking and never worked. No, no. We're gonna. He's number one in um, Canada, so I think it's Tor uh, Toronto. So I think it'll be an interesting show. So I'm excited. And then the next week, our show is on. I do believe it is on grief, how to deal with it as an author. That's hard. Yeah. So it was a good show tonight. So hopefully yes, next week. So like okay. I said, if you guys have any, um, any. What? Any talk? I was just reading the, <clears throat> the chats. Seven seventy one. Okay. Any topics that you would like us to talk about? Um, any guests that you would like us to have on the show? Please drop a comment. Got a private chat here. Thanks I'd so like much. to have Michael Anthony on. Yeah. That yes. would, that would be an interesting show. I thought you. Okay. I'm just looking at the chat. Oh, he has to go make dinner. I guess we kept him too late. <laughs> <laughs> the kids has... would be like hitting their plates and stuff like that. Oh, gosh. Yeah. What time is it in California? It would be five o'clock. Five fifty-seven. Oh, yeah. It is dinner time. Yeah. Yeah. It's dinner time. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a good show. So, well, we're going to say goodbye if I can yeah. find him. Little thing of a You have a good evening, Miss Jenny. Thank you for yeah. I'm gonna go listening. hang out with my doggy because she had a vet. She so looped up. She still she she did real quick. She did a body slam. The UPS man was at the door, and then she's all loopy. She did a body slam at the front door. <laughs> she oh, now wow. she's limping. Poor baby. Now she's limping. <laughs> God so bless her. She, I'm so bad. Okay, I gotta find it. Okay. All right. Good night, everybody. We're waiting for the music. Bye.